Two what now? Oh, okay. How much the fish? How many did you get? Catch. Uh, James caught some too, right? James did? Really? Did he know how to get it off the hook? James did? I can see James. He, was, he think it's nasty. Oh, yeah? Really? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Sunday, everyone. So glad to see you all this morning. Uh, just uh, some quick announcements. As if everyone in here doesn't know what I'm about to say, I'll say it anyways. Uh, <laughs> if you need to use the bathroom, it's that way to the left. TJ's there to guide you if you get lost. Uh, please silence the cell phones. Check the cell phone now. I know you've heard me say it before, but I'm saying it again. Check the cell phones right now. It's going to be a real shame if the cell phone goes off during the service. Uh, please, uh, no food or drink during or after uh, the service. I think everyone's good on that front. Um, and uh, if you have a question or comment, obviously raise your hand. Myself or Samuel will bring you the mic. Hold it in the fashion that I am holding it. And everything will sound just so good. So good for the live viewers at home. They like to complain a lot. It is what it is. I can't do anything about it. Uh, anyways, that's all for me. Thanks, guys. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. And Kamala. Kamala, right? Kamala. It's the same as Kamala Harris. You say yeah, you say no. <laughs> is it? You love it? Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our chat line and uh, on YouTube. And Hank will let me know if you have a question or comment related to today's meeting. All right? So thank you for being with me. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Amazing. Any questions about anything before I get rolling? It is a fellowship, it's not a teaching. No question, no nothing. Anybody had a life this week? Everybody did. Yes. One person. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, on my way here, I called my dad, and I just wanted to check up on him, and I hadn't spoken to him in a while. And you can't find him. Uh, I could find <laughs> My dad is just a call away. <laughs> My mama, I couldn't find her. <laughs> he lost his mama. That was the funniest thing I ever seen. I can't find my mama. I'm like, what? <laughs> but anyway. So I called my dad and uh, I asked him, Dad, why don't you ever call me to check up on me? And, you know, uh, I don't like you. 
<laughs> uh, and he was a. Uh, he was like, Man, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna start doing it. I'm like, you don't have to. You don't have to, but I was just wondering why is it that you never call? It's always me calling you to check on you. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, I always have you on. He's, he said that he always has me on his mind, but that he's going through a lot right now that he's about to lose his job. Or that's what Satan is telling him. At the start of this year, since the whole China virus thing happened, his the company that he works for, um, they are moving to Florida. So he's been... Like they at the start of the year they said okay by September you guys will not have a job anymore, so September came around still he still has a job he's still working there, but now they keep pushing it back further and further so now at the end of December they say he's gonna be done with the job right, and he's like so stressed about it, and and he's like I just want he he was saying I just want January to come so it could just so I could see the <laughs> next thing to do I'm like no he's worried about something that's not happening exactly yet. Oh. and I was like Dad why are you tripping about that that hasn't even happened yet yeah and I told him that all thoughts are lies and that is from Satan and he was like you're right you're right but it, but it's so hard and um, he was telling I me that, that a lot of people are tripping yeah they think they haven't gotten a notice or they. Not laid off, but they're acting as though they've lost their jobs already. All in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So that's what he's thinking, that he's going to lose his job. I'm like, you don't even know what's going to happen. And I explained to him, like me running my business, sometimes Satan tries to make me doubt that I'm doing the right thing by running my business. For example, oh, you're not going to have enough to pay this or pay the rent or pay that. But I just, I tell him that I just relax in it. And then God comes up out of nowhere with like a job or two jobs or here and there and then I have enough to pay rent, pay the bills. And uh, he was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then he was telling me that two of his friends, they died uh, because of like stress-related stuff, because of the anger and just the fear and that brings upon like being unsure of the future or like trying to control something that you can't control. One of his friends... He said that he would go walk with him at the park, but then one day he just like his he had a pain in his back, and then he just never saw him again because he was just in the hospital, and then he died in the hospital. Nice. And then yeah, I know I was like I nice, mean, not nice. <laughs> yeah. not real nice. But <laughs> nah, I know. Interesting, nice. Yeah. Um, and I was telling him, I was saying like, I was like nice. That's that's. I was telling him like nice, yeah, but not as like a. I was more like an encouraging thing, and also to not um, trip out about not trip out about it so much, you know, because there's no no reason to trip out. You can't control someone dying, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's no reason to trip out about it. And then so another you, man, you want him to call you? Um. Yeah, because sometimes I think about him, and why don't you just call him? I do. I call him. Would you I need him to call you back? No, I was just wondering why is it that he never calls me? Like I just wondered. Fathers him. don't call their sons. Oh, okay. I never call my son. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, once. I call him every after you get mad about me not calling. Yeah. Then I'll call. <laughs> exactly. Like, because I'm dad, thinking that if he wanted to talk to me, he'll just call me. My dad doesn't even call I, me. I made the trouble making him. 
what I was went that? through the trouble of making them. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just call him if you want to hear from him. Yeah, I know. So, and then he was saying another thing about another friend of his that died too because he was just tripping about the virus and the lockdowns and everything yeah and he died a week after the first one died amazing so i was like wow that's cool like it's cool tell how me to uh, do it in prayer huh tell me to do it in silent prayer i know i'm a, i'm gonna i'm gonna encourage does him he to speak do it. english no he speaks spanish so i'm gonna have to explain it in spanish what a mess <laughs> i know yeah Oh, yeah. Nick is translating it, so it's yeah, gonna Nick is translating to Spanish. Nice. I gotta right, move so, on. Yeah, that's all I wanted to I'm share. I'm tired of hearing about your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing. You want to hear about my mama? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, right. I got an interesting story. Some of you may know that Hake. Y'all know who Hake is, right? Of the Hake Port. Well, Hake went fishing, <laughs> and he caught a fish. And I just found out you caught the big one of the biggest one. Yeah, he did. The biggest one, yeah. really. Ever. And so, <laughs> ever, I doubt it. Ever. <laughs> well, there's one big fish waiting for you. <laughs> but what interesting? I asked. I just asked Mark. He went with Mark down to San Diego. So I just asked Mark. Did he tape the fish off the hook? Uh, he, you say yes, right? Let them hear you say yes. I can't believe that. Yes. So he... <laughs> did he put the worm on the hook? Um, we had was it squid. already on the hook? We had squid, but at first um, James was not like afraid, but kind of inexperienced. But towards the end, when he caught that big fish, he was doing the whole thing himself. He was putting the bait on taking it off. But not that he's afraid. He is kind of a nice, nasty kind of a guy. Uh-huh. You know what nice, nasty means? Yeah. And so, like, I can't see hate putting his hand in the bucket and picking up a, a, one of those little things and putting it on a hook. He's like, eh, this, this he is nasty. Mad. He was filleting the fish, cutting it all up yeah. to the bones. Yeah, was he that. high? No. Did you know it was nasty? I've dealt with that Oh, you got over it? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm, I'm surprised he took the fish off, cut it open, and all that. He's growing up. <laughs> he didn't seem afraid at all. Not afraid, but hate like it's real, real clean. Mm-hmm. And if anything seems nasty, he doesn't want to touch it. He was all like he doesn't like ketchup. <laughs> And mustard on the hot dog. <laughs> right? Right. He, like, he thinks that's nasty. Yeah, that's weird. What? That's weird. Yeah, it is. He's weird. Wow. So congratulations, Hake. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, any other questions or anything about Right here. So I have a question. Uh, if my husband had a like an issue with a family member that's on his side of the family, and I, I don't, I mean, I don't have an issue with her. Um, but does it? Would I t- 
talk to her about it or just because it's not, I'm not really in it. So he should go to her. He should go to her. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so the family member want to talk to you, but they don't go. No, I mean, we talk like nothing's happened, really. But I feel like there's, I don't know, like she's kind of a little bit different. Does she know that your husband don't like her? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think they just don't like each other. I would just say, well, my, even though my, you know, you and I can talk if you want to, but my husband don't like you. Right. And if she oh, still wanted to He talk, made it clear. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Lawrence, you don't have a personal issue. Yeah, no, him. I don't. I yeah. mean, I, we, you know, we have different point of views, but. But don't talk to her about your husband. Yeah, no, I don't uh, at all. Yeah. That, but I was just wondering, like, should I bring something up or just leave it no. as is? No, that's between them. Okay. All right. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God said, if you have a problem with someone, you go to that person and work it out. Because it's not going to benefit your husband if you try to solve it for them. Yeah. Let them work it out. Unless they ask you to get involved. Right. Okay. No, yeah. she hasn't brought anything up, so. Okay. Families are in a mess. Yeah, they are. A <laughs> uh, mess today. Okay, thank you. Um, any other questions or comments? Okay. I, um, wow, no questions or comments. Interesting. Um, so I was reflecting this weekend, and I was thinking about human nature. Hey, Scott, where you come from? Amazing. Morning. Um, so I was reflecting about human nature. I didn't know that human being can go so low. I mean, can get so... If you don't have God in your life, Satan is definitely in your life, and your life could go to hell. I mean, it just, it could become bad, right? And so I was talking to some family members back east who grew up with me. So they're around my age. And we were talking about, like, how we've been showing these videos of how black people are going into stores and just robbing and taking in the daylight. Don't, they don't mind if the film is on, the camera's running or what. They're just taking stuff. And we were reflecting that growing up, we never imagined. That's not even like, something just not a part of your imagination, right? Like, I can't imagine hate fishing. But, and so we can never imagine that not all, but black America would be acting this way. Because when I was growing up, black people, for the most part, was a, a noble, decent kind of a people. Black people were so decent that, and not all, I'm sure somewhere in the world they were messed up too, because everybody have issues. And so, but black people were so decent that not only would they tell you, don't put your business in the street, don't put family business in the street, don't tell people your vices, just keep it to yourself, because nobody can do anything anyway, right? But if you went out and discussed family business with someone else, you really got in trouble. That's how decent black people was in those days. And the idea of stealing people's stuff was unheard of. You could leave your door open a lot. You could go to church on Sunday and just pull the door closed and go to church. In a black neighborhood, you just didn't even think that anyone would steal your stuff. 
go into your house and take your stuff. Is, is it hard to believe that black used to be decent like that? It's hard to believe. I can imagine for the millennial generation, because ever since y'all been on earth, they've been out of control, right? And so, so we were talking about it, and I remember when I would go up to Indiana because my father and mother, they all moved to Indiana to get better jobs and things, and they all bought homes. The mother stayed home while the father go to work, and, and so when I would go up to visit, they lived in neighborhoods, where the home where homeowners live, right? So we didn't see all the the black on black violence and stuff like that. Because the people were decent people. But if you went up to Chicago, and Chicago is like thirty minutes or so from Gary, the blacks who had moved from the south to Chicago lived in projects. They didn't buy homes for some reason. They moved into those cheap projects in Chicago. And in those areas the 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 crime and stuff were crazy, out of control, to the point that my parents didn't want, wouldn't let us go over to Chicago, because at the time they had the Black Storm Rangers, black people were killing each other, and so I would ask them, why are they doing that? Because coming from Alabama, you had not seen that, and in their neighborhood in Gary, it wasn't like that, except if you went down the street where the projects were, and so... We were asked, why are they so, why are they fighting? Why are they so this or that? And they would say, well, they're on government. They're on, they rely on the government. The government taking care of them. And, and then they're having children out of wedlock. So they would tell us why it was happening. But I still didn't imagine that one day that the blacks would get the way that they are today. Because it looked like even in a fallen state, and we all come from a fallen state, some have, some haven't. There's like a limit to how far you let yourself go, at least in those days, because we had a shame about being in a fallen state. But there seemed to be no limit now. And so we were talking about this and arguing a little bit about it. And uh, and so I asked, well, well, not only me, but my other family were asked, well, why is it that they have no shame about stealing and just going in there stealing? And the cameras are on them, and they're taking like they're shopping, right? And and so one of my cousins who live in Chicago reminded me that there came a time when the Democrats try, I mean, encourage people not to be ashamed of being wrong. That they talked about, oh, you got to take the shame out of it. it. They made shame feel like it was a bad thing, and so. They took the shame out, and once the shame was taken away, there was nothing to contain the people, and they just went really out of control. And I'm like, wow, I remember that, because I remember I used to see some of Oprah's shows at one time, and Oprah would have people on, telling them not to be ashamed about being a lesbian or homosexual, whatever they were. Don't be ashamed about it. And so, but when we were growing up, we had shame about it. We would just wear our stuff on our sleeve thinking that, oh, this is the way it is, right? And the shame is gone. And so we were, we were talking about why don't people stop it? And now Gary is out of control. It's just the whole town messed up. All the white people left for the most part and the, and the blacks just gone out of control. 
And one of my cousins who worked for the government in Gary, Indiana, <laughs> told me that the government, the Democrat, they said Democrat, but the government, which is the Democrats in that city, they don't want the people, the blacks to get better. In their little private government meeting, where they're meeting, and, and they are complaining about the gang violence and stuff like that, in, in the privacy of the meetings, they would say, no, we, want, we don't want to let them, the blacks do what they want. They don't want to stop it because it brings in money for programs. And the money ends up in the politicians' uh, pockets, right? And so in the privacy of some of these meetings that the government and Democrats are having, they're saying to each other, we don't want the blacks to stop. We don't want to end the, the violence in Chicago and black-on-black crime because they need that in order for them to say it. They'll say it. We need that. We need the votes. We need this. And, and if we upset the blacks, we won't get the votes. They'll literally say it out loud in the privacy of their media, but they don't want the media to hear about it. Not that the media is going to do anything nowadays. But, and so we were discussing this, and it, we realized that when we look at all the cities that are controlled by the government, liberal or Democrat government, they are all out of control because that's how the Democrats want the people. And the people don't have the sense enough to pull aside away from it and start thinking about this stuff as individual, right? And they have lost that sense of individuality. We grew up being individuals. The world was not like it is today when I was growing up. It's really not. It was totally different. And since I'm 72, I know how it was. And so I have something good to compare to the bad. And in Alabama, even though they had the Jim Crow law, it was known that the law was about keeping the blacks out of the Democratic Party. It wasn't about keeping them from the Republicans. But that has all changed. They've been miseducated. But it all comes down to morality. If you don't have a solid foundation built on love, built on God, you literally go out of control. And then in our society today, if you're wrong, you're being glorified. They love the ones that are wrong and hate the ones that are right. It used to be the other way around, but now it has totally switched. And I noticed that the people who are on the side of good, they're afraid to speak up. They won't even say anything. And I don't understand why you don't say something. See something, say something. (laughs) But the people don't even say anything. And so, before I tell you why I think that is, I want to ask a few people. Who are afraid to speak up? Well, nobody here is going to admit it now, (laughs) since I said all that. Do you speak up when you're with people who disagree with values and things? It depends who it is. If I have, like, a good relationship with them, then I'm more likely to be, like, really completely honest. But you if, say, I, if you have one now? Like, if I have a relationship already built with them, it's easy for me to be completely honest. If you have a good relationship with them? Yeah. But how about if you don't have one? I feel like if I don't have one, like, because I don't know how they would react, I'm kind of, like, a little bit nicer. But I still speak up. 
but a nice speak up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Um, no, they probably don't like take me seriously. Right. But why do you, why do you, why do you speak up, nice speak up? <laughs> oh, you um, said because you don't know how they'll react. Yeah, oh, so I if see. I know them already, like, it's way easier for me to right. just be Are you afraid up. of their overreaction to just telling the truth? Um, it depends. On what? On what it is. Do you know how to fight? Like, physically? No. No. Uh, no. You need to learn judo. <laughs> Mark can teach you. <laughs> uh, so you don't speak up because you can't handle their overreaction, how they might react. Yeah, like, I don't want to get hated. You don't want to get hated? Yeah. Oh, I see. Do you think they love you? No. Well, they already hate you. <laughs> I just like, it's because most of the time it's at work, so I don't want to create conflict where I work. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that makes sense not at work. Yeah, but like Because usually, you're there to earn a living, do a yeah. job and earn a living, so that makes sense. Yeah, but. But how about me, when you are out, away from work, you got to hang it out at the bar? I don't go to the bar. Uh, Oh, you're too holy for the bar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but when you're at parties, wherever you go, and something comes up, would you speak up then or you be nice? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really, like, go out that much, so it's uh, hard to say. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you speak up? Right here. Right Yeah. <laughs> I do. You do? Yeah. To even to strangers when, when you disagree? I think uh, it's uh, easier to talk to one on one in like a group of people from one my Rather than a group. Yeah, because like we can speak and I get to know their side, they get to know my side and it's and what but with a group it's kinda like you're trying to reason but like a lot of them are just like so emotional and they just want to go crazy, so. And that may, do you hold back knowing that? Let their emotion, and they may go crazy? I, I guess, I mean, it's, it's, from what I've seen, yeah. I was, another, one of my brothers called me yesterday, I was riding my car, he like, they called me punchy. And he like, Punchy, punchy. Uh, a bunch of our family members are over here for barbecue. It was all girls, right? And they were visiting from other parts of the country. And they have degrees and they Bible thumpers and all that kind of stuff, right? And so uh, somehow or another, the subject came up where they asked me, did you say that? One of the worst things that happened was to give the woman the right to vote. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I said it. <laughs> and, and they went, oh, I'm on the, in my car phone so I can hear it really loud. They all just yapping at the same time, right? <laughs> so I'm just hearing a bunch of noise. And then one of, my, one of them asked me, uh, Oh, did you say you don't sin? I said, right. 
yes, as sin. As a Christian, you cannot sin. And then one of my Bible thumping girl curls, and she's like, no, that's not true. That's not true. I'm like, it is true. And they were going, oh, quoting all these other scriptures. God said this and God said that. I said, okay, turn to John. Is it First John 3? And she turned. I can hear the Bible. The paper going. <laughs> and she turned and she read it out loud. And it said, you cannot sin. And they scattered. <laughs> I heard no more. I'm like, Willie, Willie, where are they? <laughs> they scattered. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> you got to have fun with it. It's not personal, really. Because we all born in sin, right? And some people overcome and some don't. But once you overcome, you have perfect love. And in perfect love, you don't consider feelings and, and somebody overreaction and all that because you love them. And you don't need them to love you. You love them, and so when those moments are there, if you tell the truth with perfect love, one out of a, th- one out of a thousand might get it. That one that's seeking may find it. You know what I mean? And so we, in our country today, we have people who are afraid to even say something. What do you think going to happen if you don't say something? You know what I mean? Um, so... Just to be clear, when you're, you don't speak up sometimes. Am I right? Did you say that? Sometimes you hold back? Well, usually I, when it's one person, I could talk to them better than... One-on-one, yeah. but not with the crowd. More than one. Yeah, I never had an experience particularly oh, with, a, with a whole group of people. In So in your whole, how old are you? 29. So you've only been around one person at a time for 29 years? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's, just, it's just at the moment, like when it just happens, oh, I, like, I just it's usually just one person. I never had an experience with a whole group of people. Right. Amazing. Let, let me just ask, when you're afraid to speak, and then I come to you, when you're afraid to speak up, to your, the ones that might overreact. Do you wonder about yourself? Do you learn about yourself in that moment? Or do you just, you no, think yeah, it's just I, them? I always have eyes on myself. So I can see like when I'm holding back, like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you still hold back when you can see that you're holding back? Um, yeah. I just make sure that I'm aware of it. Um, Cause I know like I can't help myself, right. but I, I do like keep my eyes on myself all the time. Oh, and good. it does help me like when they do overreact, it helps me because like, I see how I respond. So I appreciate it when, like, they get upset or if they make a rude comment or something. Right. Like, like I'm cool with it. Like, it helps me. So, yeah. Nice. And, and again, you're right. There is a time to speak up and there's a time not to speak. Let it pass. Especially at work. Because some people get excited and they speak up at the wrong time in the wrong place and they end up hurting themselves. Yeah, I never really, like, plan what I'm going to say, but, like, if I'm in the moment and I, I want to say something, I do say it, like, even if I'm at work. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Good. I have these socks that I went to the gym now, and it has a Confederate flag on it. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I'm like, 
And you should hear coming to the summer station about that. I'm like, this is the American flag. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I was going to ask you about, um, as a woman, right? Uh, I'm not talking about men. As a woman, uh, I had this situation, we had these situations where I was, like, sitting down, repeating myself about the same topic to, it seemed like the same person, that she was, like, spreading the rumor, I guess. And I, I was just trying to explain it again a third time in front of other person with the same person. And it was so, it, it was... I was getting, like, irritated. I saw myself getting irritated and being, like, it feels like a setup. This doesn't feel like I'm being really asked or I should really talk. Um, it just feels like it is a setup. Sometimes so people... So what happened again? So... You said, repeat what you just said. So we had this situation where um, someone was confused, confused about something, but she wasn't really confused. Right. She just wanted to gang up people to kind of like support her to tell me or tell whoever this is wrong instead of her telling me this is wrong, you right. know? So she kept asking questions, saying that she's confused to take more information from me, right? I didn't saw at the beginning. Um, I was just like, oh, she's genuinely asking me questions, so I'm, this is my time to speak up, you know, and to say things. Right, but then she was spreading it more and more with other people, and not ask, just saying it as a, like kind of like spreading it more, and in a negative way, and then it just kept repeating itself the third time, and I was sitting down thinking, like getting irritated, like I feel like I'm set up, like this is a setup. It's just a setup to like you got irritated. Yeah, I got irritated. And why did you get irritated? Because I was seeing what this person was trying or doing, I guess succeeding so why because did you it get made irritated? me really irritated. But that's not a reason to be irritated. I know, it's not a reason. So that's but why, why did you I, get irritated. I, I just yeah, I was just seeing it like, man, is this a setup? Like what are they trying to do? That's what made me like I was judging the situation, right? Yeah. I was judging the situation. And then I just had to like I, I felt like God was telling me just shut up. Like don't say anything else. Like, cause, and it was a verse that I read in that morning that was saying some f fools might look even fools look wise. Something like that. I don't remember the verse, but even fools look wise when they don't talk, in a way, you know, or something like that. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just not going to talk. Cause it's not. I don't think that's the one she had. But, <laughs> but, but it was nice something. Try. I, the verse. <laughs> Urban tried like he knew the Bible. <laughs> no. It's a different one. The, the verse was something about, like, don't talk all the time. Like, you don't need to talk to prove a point to keep, you know, trying. And I saw myself, because you're saying I can see myself. I saw myself, like, the whole trap was, I was trapping myself into it. Because I was trying to appease the person. Yeah. Make her understand me. Make her be yeah. like, oh, no, no, I'm not your enemy. Oh, no, no, I'm not. Like, I was just appeasing the person. And I saw myself so clearly. And I was yeah. like... Oh my gosh, next, not next time, but like now I know not to talk. Like now I know when I'm trying to appease somebody and I feel like they're setting me up, but I'm setting myself up with it because I'm the one that is trying to make myself right. look good or Absolutely. make myself look like amazing. Yeah. So that's sometimes I feel like when I have that emotion, I'd rather not speak because I, I get that. I can speak really well. Like I am not afraid to speak. 
Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, but, <laughs> but my problem is, I think, not my problem, like the problem that I, I don't know if to say it like that, but my temptation is that but my talk when I speak is to give is my ego normally like it's to like feed my ego so I have I have seen myself and I've realized that I need to learn how to not speak how to not say anything because yeah. this is my challenge I guess the one thing I've noticed about uh, overcoming and a lot of people have this problem most people won't let themselves go through anything you, you don't want to feel the ego pain. And so because you don't want to feel that pain, you're not getting better. There is no way you're going to get better until you can feel the ego pain. You allow yourself to go through things, really. Like this woman, if she was trying to embarrass you or whatever, right? If you just be quiet, unless there's something really to say, but allow yourself to feel the pain of it, feel the embarrassed, the pain of the the thoughts and all that crap, you'll get across that and you'll be better for it. But most people won't let themselves look bad. They won't let themselves go through anything because they're concerned about what others think or or how they feel about it. Uh, the narrow path, the straight and narrow path, is not like an easy path. Matter of fact, when you wake up and you're ready to overcome, it becomes harder. Because the ego get busy, you, your thoughts go wild, you have all this inner conflict to deal with, and most people do not want to go through that. But you're not going to get better until you go through that. Really. When you can conquer the enemy within, then you'll be able to conquer the enemy without. But it starts with you first. You have to totally die from that old nature that you're overcoming, the ego nature. And I noticed that most people won't do that. I've seen family members and friends who like seem to be really tight, right? And if someone make a joke or say something that's not true, they're mad already. Rather than know if they feel something about it, that's a sign that something's wrong with you that you need to overcome. The, the person that insulted you doing you a favor because if that nature wasn't in you, no one can make you feel anything. No one can make you feel angry. It's already there. And if you get angry or you feel embarrassed or you feel whatever, it's because it's there. They didn't put it there. And you should be glad to see it. Count it all joy when you're going through that so that you can overcome it. You can't, you're not going to get better until you endure. You got to endure, endure, endure. And eventually you, you will start to get better. And then you see what it's like to be on the other side. And when other things happen, you're okay with going through it. But you got to go through it. It's the craziest thing. You've got to endure the pain. Otherwise, it's over. So many people refuse. I don't know what they think Christianity is like once you get, quote, unquote, born of the Father. You think it's over? That's when it really begins. But now you have the, the power, the light of God to overcome it. So you be still and let the light, let the Father fight your battle for you. That's what it's all about. Before that, you have no one to fight your battle for you. It's all a spiritual battle. And the one thing I realized, and then I'll tell you, somebody, I think I saw your hand, is that the government 
And the people that, oh, that's another thing we were talking about on the phone over the weekend, is that when we were growing up, we never had leaders. To have somebody over you was unheard of, unthought of, unheard of. But now, they, especially when the Civil Rights Movement started, they set themselves up as leaders over the blacks, and the blacks accepted it. And the leaders are not going to let you go. What do you think they're going to say one day, you know what, I got enough money and power. I'm going to let you all go now. <laughs> I need no more power. They're going to keep you there so their husbands and their wives, their children. If you notice in the government, whenever one person retires, they put a family member there. They don't just leave. They, they, they put their friends there or family members because they're not going to let you go. They're not going to say to the blacks, okay, black folks, y'all killed one another. Nah, we have enough power. Y'all can go now. It's not going to happen because they have no love. They don't care about you. Anybody that's over you as your leader don't care about you. Otherwise, they would not put themselves over you. They would point you back to the source, which is Christ, to be over you, not some human being. That makes sense? And then the white people, I don't know what to say about y'all. I've been trying to figure the white people out all week on the radio show. Because I see them going down the same road that the blacks have gone down. They're being corrupt. They're, uh, they're now having leaders. The kids are out of control. Christianity is disappearing from the white families. And no one says anything. It's like, no one says anything. And so I've been trying to understand the mindset of white people, especially white men. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, what's your name? Yeah. Brandon wanted to tell me the mindset of white people. Then I come to you, since you're not white. <laughs> and then I noticed that the children of the lie, they're trying to bring in more people now to be a part of their group. Black and brown. Black and brown, and then they want to bring in the Chinese and people of color into that hell so they can get more votes and have more support. And everybody's just quiet about it. What is the mindset of white people? I'm not exactly 100% sure, but... Are I you white? A, what's that? Are you white? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I know there's a, a lot of white guilt. Like, people want to make white people feel bad for being white. Like, right now, I'm in I'm at university down in San Diego, and that's, like, a, a major theme. I'm taking a, a class right now. We're talking about Supreme Court cases and all this stuff, and it's all about, like, privilege this, privilege that. And we even did, like, a... We, like, had to fill out, like, a privilege sheet to, like, see how much privilege we had. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was, like, I was doing it, and I was, like, checking off the boxes, and it's, like, oh, I guess I'm super privileged because, you know, I'm white, I'm male, I'm straight, I'm a Christian. So, there you know. Wow. But, yeah, so. You have a lot of it. Yeah, I have tons. <laughs> I'm seeping in privilege over here. It's great. <laughs> Did you turn the paper in? Did you fill it out? Yeah, we all had to. It was, it, we didn't have to turn it in. It was like a self-reflection thing. And then oh. we had to talk in groups about our privileges, like what some had, some didn't, you know. But it's like, how do you measure it, really? Like, I was kind of confused. About, and did you about talk it. about yours? I mean, not really, because I wasn't, I didn't really want to give in to, like, the whole idea of, like, privilege. I was just kind of saying, like, I like being American. 
I like having rights. I like being able to have free speech, stuff like that. But I didn't want to bring it back to race and like, oh, I'm white, so I have Why all this privilege. You? Hmm? I would have had so much fun with that. Yeah, I know. I, I guess like, it kind of goes back I'm to... white, and here are all my privileges. Yeah. <laughs> read them off and just have fun with them. Yeah. Because if, if we allow the children of the lot to have one subject going, and we don't punch back with a, another disagreement or whatever, yeah. it's gonna, they're going to win. I know. And I think that's back to the point when you asked about not speaking up. And I think the group setting, it's like that group thinks that's in, especially in a college class. Right. And it's it's hard to speak up. Not that you shouldn't, but it's just, it's hard because then you're, you kind of isolate yourself as, you know, people think you're just this white, I don't know, racist guy because you think white people aren't. And do you bad. care about that? I shouldn't, but I think I do. And why? Down, I, do. I don't know. When you were talking and going through it, you know, thinking like, you, well, you brought up the point about how, like, they don't really love you, right? And I, I was know. like, yeah, so why, why should I actually be worried about it when, from the get-go, they already They don't, don't. love you anyway. Yeah. It's not like they say, oh, I love you. We're right. just having fun here. Yeah. They don't love you, and you're giving your life over to people who don't love you. They're going to destroy you. They want to, yeah, yeah for sure. And they will. Mm-hmm. They yeah. really will. There's nothing to stop them. Oh, yeah. I know, like, classmates of mine, you know, white guys just totally, like, saying, like, the white guilt was just in- incredible. Like, they're just saying, yeah, you know, because I'm white, I don't have to face this or that, and, you know, just, yeah, it's crazy. Um, would they throw you out of school if you spoke up? I don't think they would throw you out necessarily, but they would definitely socially isolate you, I think. That's how they would do it. In a more, like, uh, indirect way, you know, they kind of do it behind the scenes type of thing. And when you tell your parents about it, what do they tell you to do? Uh, I haven't really, like, brought it up, but they, they're big on just, like, saying the truth and stuff. And so, and being, yeah, like, authentically oh, okay. yourself. Like, you can't just, like, bend the knee. Because if you do that, they'll just take it, right? And they'll just keep going with it, so. What, what I realize that people don't understand when you love what's right with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, and you're in a difficult situation like that, like Sammy was talking about, his father is worried about losing his job, right, for mm-hmm. months and months. Nothing has happened. Right. But when you love God with all your heart, soul, and might, you know, if, if your enemy throw you out of school, another door will open up right. that's greater than the one that's shutting down on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, for sure. But people don't have that kind of faith in God. They don't believe that something better will happen. Mm-hmm. They worry about it. They're in there because they're of darkness and not of the light. Right. But you gotta, white guys got to start speaking up because they're going to kill you. <laughs> they, really, they, they don't love you. It's not like they love you. Mm-hmm. They don't love you. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the things we brought, one last thing we talked about that was happening when I was growing up. When I was growing up, people were into having a trade, learning how to work. Um, and if the parents didn't teach them a trade, they would go to a trade school because they knew that as long as you have a trade, as long as you knew how to work with your hands, you're going to have food on your table, right? That's all gone now for the most part. It's all about college now. And, and you don't, and so there are a lot of jobs out there that are starving for people who know how to, that has a trade. But they can't find anybody because they're all into this crazy college thing and they have gotten away from their natural talent. And we got to return to that too because well, you have a trade, you can buy a house, you, there's so much, you can have an amazing life 
if you're not comparing it to someone else. But white people got to start speaking up because this is a, a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. It's not some game that these people are playing. Mm-hmm. Even with this abortion thing, they were telling me how bad abortion is in the black community. I just have to be talking to my family black. They're black in the men in some cases. But uh, I didn't know abortion had gotten as bad as it is. It's bad. Everybody and their mama having, they spin out a baby's like, and then they take those pills, and they, you know, the, the morning after the day of or something like that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so they're still killing the babies. And I had heard, I think hate may have told me this. Somebody told me that even in the womb, the baby can be smiling and stuff, something like that, before the baby comes out of the womb. So the baby's alive, right? But abortion. So I'm now calling these people religion, the anti-Christ religion. Maybe the Christian will wait for one man to come, but I guess he's already here because... These people pushing their religion like not going north, and Christian Christianity is fading away. We we got to stand up, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to be. If they ask you about your white privilege, oh yeah, thank God I'm white. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid. They they are not afraid to say what they say. Right. Yeah, that's the thing exactly. So why should and, I and they that? have a right to say what they want to say. But likewise, you have a right to disagree. Right. They, they can't forget about that part. <laughs> so what? They forget about that part, about yeah. the disagreement part. They don't like that. But they, only, they don't like it because the other side have shut down for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so if anyone dare to speak up, they go nuts. Yeah. They can't imagine that. So you've got to start speaking up. All right. You really do because they're going to kill you. They're going to take your stuff. I have a, someone made a T-shirt. And they sent it to me and it says, on the back, big letter said, white privilege make my back hurt. (laughs) 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 Isn't that what it says? White privilege. And I won't wear it because it has, what's on the front? Oh, I forget. Blue collar AF. Oh, yeah, blue collar AF. And I don't know what AF means. I thought it meant America first, yeah. but the, the millennials are telling me it might not mean that. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a curse word. Oh, okay, but you got to start speaking up. Really, you got to speak up. They, I don't know what else to tell you. You got to speak up, and if you're afraid, at least you'll learn that you're afraid. I'm afraid, and you'll get over it. But if you don't say anything, you're becoming weaker. Uh, it's a spiritual battle, and it has nothing to do with color, nothing to do with male and female. It's right versus wrong, good versus evil. People yell at me all the time. They call me name. I'm totally enjoying it, really. Because what happens when, when God takes the spirit of anger away from you, he gives you perfect peace so that you can fight your battle. He's fighting that battle with you. He doesn't want you to be afraid. And if somebody, a lot of, if somebody get mad, let them be mad. And, you know, when they get mad, just look at them like you look at a moon. This is funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just a spiritual battle going on. But if you don't start to speak up, you get worse. Look what's happening over in Europe, over in uh, 
Where's that play with all the, not, Sweden. Sweden. Over in Sweden, so I've been told from different sources, 99% of the women are sluts. And 99% of the men are slut makers. Everybody weak. Because Christianity has been taken away from them. If you don't have Christianity in your life, you literally have nothing. All right? Um, yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. I uh, have had a weakness to actually over-speak throughout, all throughout my life, to just speak up even when it wasn't warranted. Right. And, uh, and when I retreated from that because of social exile, <laughs> you know, the, these little groups I was in cut me out, uh, I was really afraid about just seeing people, seeing a group of people, to the point where, like, it didn't even make sense. Like, I never had social anxiety when I was younger. I was very social, a Hollywood Boulevard as a kid. But then even just, like, last night, like, my girlfriend wanted me to meet her friends at an art gallery. And all the way in the car, I was, like, stressing. <laughs> like, just, I don't want to see nobody. It was so, and she was like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I was just like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not. I just have this weird feeling. And she was like worried, like how, how how could I do to make you feel better? And I'm like, you can't do anything. Like I feel this. I just feel it, and I'm trying to let it pass. Please be patient with me. I'm just. I and and even in about even a week earlier, I, those feelings caused me to freak out. Like because I, whatever we had a disagreement about voting, you know. Right. And I and I just literally freaked out. Like I just couldn't control it. And we were on the, on a road trip, and I walked out of the car and I was making a big hullabaloo, and I just I, I just couldn't control my feelings. And so you were overreacting. I was I was really overreacting, and then I really had to calm, be aware of it, and sit and be patient and sit through it. And and honestly, I. Comparing, like, even last night to that other event, I noticed just my ability to be peaceful through the feelings was way more than ever before. You know, and, and it's not that, like, I, I'm, I'm, I hope this, the feelings stop, <laughs> but, it's, but it, it's, it's out of my control. The feelings Why do you just, hope it stops? <laughs> because it, it's felt like uh, it's been there my entire life. The, the uncontrollable feelings yeah. feel like they've been there my whole life and they totally feel understand it, man. like it will never go away and yeah. you're always going to... like Because even just when I'm being patient through it, the thought process is, you're never going to overcome this. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it hurts. It really hurts. But Where does it hurt? Uh, it hurts in, in my forehead yeah. and in my chest. Yeah. You know, and my heart races. And I like twitch... And like, it's. It, and I it, bet your girlfriend thinking, "Wow, this is my weak beta boyfriend." <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, it's. I it's really crazy. have control over this one. No, it's. Look how he's acting. He ain't going nowhere soon. <laughs> it was. It was. It was crazy because. Yeah, like, I totally understand it, man. You're and, making an amazing point. And and I all I want to say is that even though it felt like kind of messed up, I still went to the event. 
and everyone was normal. No one was weird to me. <laughs> no one, nobody kid. Oh, you, I didn't, you get called out for this. No, nobody said nothing to me. No, yeah. nobody was weird. To me. And then afterwards and after party and we went to go just say hi to some friends and have a few drinks and no, nobody was weird. I don't, I don't even know what I was afraid of at that point. At yeah. the end of it, it was like nothing I was afraid of even materialized. Nobody had a weird conversation with me. Nobody tried to challenge me about politics. They yeah. just were normal. <laughs> it was very normal. Are you doing a silent prayer? Yes. Every yes, day sir. and every night? Every day, every night. Okay. And more often than beginning at the end of the day. Just Here's what I totally... This is what I was talking about. People don't want to endure that pain. Mm-hmm. So here's what I recommend. When that come again, uh, just feel the pain of it. No one knows it but you and God. If you don't overreact at all, nobody outside know you're going through that, right? And so you have to, what I recommend, you allow yourself to feel that pain. The thoughts are there just feeding you and driving you nuts, and the pain feels like death, like you can hardly function, right? But quietly go through that. And when you're going through it, be glad to be going through that. That's better than not having to go through it, to be honest with you, because now you're growing not only are you overcoming that fallen state, you're growing in faith in God because you would see that he would take that away from you. And after that, life itself comes, right? And then the next time you have to go through that, you're ready for it. So don't hope, don't wish that it would go away really fast. Don't complain about it. Be, uh, the Bible says, count it all joy when you're feeling that pain because that's what's making you grow impatient with love, with everything. You die and you're coming alive. That's what you want. Don't try to make it happen. It's going to happen on its own because you're overcoming the fallen state. But you got to be quiet through that and do not overreact. Don't reach outside for any help. Be quiet and go through it. And even if you had gotten to the party and the people were acting weird, you still just allow yourself to feel that and just be yourself. It'll blow your mind. That's what it means to die and come alive. But the, but the people don't want to go through that pain. It's all lies in your head anyway, but you're overcoming the voice of Satan. And you're becoming familiar with the voice of God from within. But you've got to go through that. And that's what most people don't want to go through. I don't even think that most people, do you realize that once you wake up, you got to go through that? Do y'all know you got to go through that? Because a lot of people avoid that. Um, but you're blessed to go through that. Man, I've had to go through that. I didn't have anyone. Let him have the mic back. Uh, uh, he had another point he wanted to make. Thank you. Uh, I didn't have anyone to tell me that I had to go through that pain. And so when, it, when I first woke up, because I thought when you wake up, it's just all over. Now you just skip through the tulips, right? <laughs> uh-uh. And so I didn't have anyone to tell me that I needed to go through that. So I had no other choice but to go through it. I didn't even have anyone to talk to about it. I just quietly went through it, and it was rough. It was like, there was a point where you just want to not eat. It would be so hard on you, right? But thank God I went through it quietly, and I didn't have any outside help, because now I understand it. And when it comes now, I'm not complain about it and what's going to happen you're dying from the world 
you are dying from the world. So when your friends turn on you, family members, whatever, or you won't feel, you, you'll feel nothing about it. It'll be as though it's not even happening to you because you die from the ego, from the world, and you're living with the Father from within. So let yourself die. That's all that is. And Satan doesn't want to die. So next time, and it will come again. Oh, yeah. It will come again. So next time, just be quiet through it. And just continue to do your day, do what's in front of you. Don't even let your girlfriend know about it either. Especially your girlfriend. Because women need men to be strong. Because if she sees you all carrying on through the pain, and when you have to guide her through it, because she's going to have to go through it too, she's going to say, how are you going to tell me? You're acting like a little woman yourself. <laughs> she's not going to want to hear it. <laughs> but if she see, if she doesn't even know you're going through it, and you're becoming wiser, freer, and you're able to point her, she's going to appreciate it better. And she won't be able to judge you for crying and carrying on through yours. But you got to be quiet. You'll see that God is with you. And all it is, you're in your head. If you look around, all is well. You have a roof over your head. You have a job. You still have your girlfriend. You, everything is fine, but in your head, it just seems bad. But that's just Satan dying. He doesn't want to leave you. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. So it, next, and it will come back until you get over it. It even got to the point where uh, my girlfriend started saying, Juan, you're being a woman. Thank you. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And, and I, honestly, right. to hear her I'm say that. I'm glad you told him. To hear her say that literally was like a trigger in my brain. Like, whoa, 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 stop. Like, you're not standing up for what's right. You're not saying something that you believe in. You're just being emotional. Yeah. And that is definitely different. And that's how I... Like, I don't know, in my brain, the logic goes, oh, well, I need to stand up to get against this. And I'm like, why? What's... If, if the thoughts are telling you that, don't do it. Yeah. It's a setup. Yeah. Really, it's a setup. All thoughts are all lies all the time about everything. It's a setup, all right? So just relax and go through the pain. Y'all understand the pain? Anybody ever had that? Yeah? Okay. Even when uh, I disagree with my girlfriend, about politics or whatever, I'm used to people setting me up to get information to cite against me. I'm, so I, I, I'm used to that. That's what's very normal over the last 15 yeah. years yeah. for different things. Uh, and when she asks me, she literally means, why do you believe this? Please yeah. tell me. I don't know. <laughs> She's literally, it is hard for me to say, like, oh, yeah, well, like, like, it, Calm down. Okay, hold on. Here's actually why I believe this. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, thank you for telling me. I had no idea that that was happening in the world. <laughs> it, it was literally like it's, it's literally like not like I'm uh, bringing her to my side, but <laughs> explaining myself coherently actually uh, gets across to people who are seeking. <laughs> you know? Well, now that you understand you got to endure that pain of overcoming all that craziness that you had before that that personality you had, mm -hmm. if you overcome that, man, you're going to mature and you're going to deal with life in a simple but perfect way. Mm -hmm. You're maturing, that's all. So, But you got to let yourself die through it. You'll be fine. Thank you. That's good, man. Nice. Uh, I, 
Yes, ma'am. I forgot who I... Oh, let me ask this young man first. You said you you have dealt with that kind of pain? Me? Yeah. That, I have, uh, especially, like, because I get what he, what, he, what he says about, you know, um, when he feels these feelings and then he kind of outbursts it. I have that with uh, my, my son's mother a lot. You know, I still have a lot of feelings towards her and a lot of thoughts. Like, a lot of... I think about her almost every day for some reason. I don't know why. And, um... You know, not not always positive. I think about the things we've been through. You know, and and what does the pain feel like? Uh, sometimes it feels like I just want it to be right. You know, and and I so I I kind of it just I kind of I feel like um like uh like I messed up and and sometimes you can't take it back. You know, and so that's what brings in my head and. And that so, is so true. Satan tell you, oh, you did this and you did that. And now this is going to happen. And that's going to happen. And you're all like scared on the inside and worried. And, and Satan wants you to do something about it. And so he tell you, oh, you better call her up. Or, yeah, yeah. You better. Or let her know that you're feeling this way. Right. It might, it, I actually did it like two months ago. Uh, my tender text. I'm like, man, I don't know why I always think about you every day. <laughs> and then, like, for so I said it. I don't know why I said it. And um, and I've, other times I've wanted to say different stuff, but I stopped myself. But for some reason I told her that, and I felt like I told her that to guilt her into, like, kind of feeling bad for me. And so she would kind of, you know? Yes. Like, because I kind of, yeah. I so that you can feel yeah. better. Yeah. Listen, don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't reach out. Go through it, right? Yeah. Because... God is not judging you about whatever has already happened. He's not holding that against you at all. Yeah. Because he knows that in that fallen state, we make some dumb, we do some stupid stuff. Because we can't see what we're getting into, right? So we do stupid stuff. But Satan will make you judge yourself, or other people will make you judge yourself. He is not judging you. Yeah. And so no matter what Satan said, oh, you... You stole her money. Yeah. Mexican steal, right? <laughs> you, you, no, I'm playing. <laughs> but whatever, right? You got to fix it. No, yeah. you don't. It's enough to know that you were wrong. That's it. Allow yourself to go through the pain of being wrong. Don't reach outside. Don't yeah. do anything that the mind tells you. You'll overcome it. It'll be amazing. All right. You're just coming out of that fallen state. He's bringing you back to him. And your faith in him will become strong and strong and strong. Right. And there's other stuff that you got to overcome. You will be able to endure it. Yeah. But, you you know, you already done that. You already called her up and, yeah, and tried to guilt trip her. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't try to make up. Don't try to do anything. Right. But go through the pain of that ego pain. Yeah. And God is not holding that against you. And you will see that he's with you. Mm-hmm. He's fighting your battle for you within and so he's fighting the enemy within, up here, and he's fighting the enemy without. He's right. doing it for you. It's going to all be fine. And once you go through it, you will never do it again. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, because I totally understand when you say that, that before we were doing it, like, because I, I was a Christian, right? And I, you know, got saved, uh, baptized and all that. And I was still going through the same, you know, I didn't, I wasn't as bad as I was when I was younger, but I was still dealing with the fear and the women and the, Things like that, and yeah. I just never understood like what, you know. It said I even says like God says, you know, we're saved, and or, you know, why am I still dealing with this kind of stuff? And like how you say, oh, they say, oh, we're not perfect, you know. That's what the church tells you. Yeah, and, they keep um, you weak. Yeah, and then um, um, 
So when when you when I was going through that, I understand what you say that now that was I was trying to do it without God, and now I can't. I'm even though I'm still struggling with things, I know now that I'm going forward. Even, even yeah, you know what I mean? Because I know God's with me this time for a hundred percent. I want you guys and ladies to understand that when when Satan reminded you of something dumb you did or you do something stupid, look like you need to fix the problem. You're like, you better take care of it before somebody find out of, uh, before this happened, right? Don't do it. <laughs> if you don't see clearly what to do, go through the pain. You, you develop faith in the Father. You become impatient. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things that happen that are good for you because the Father loves you. And he is not holding anything against you. Yeah. It just feels that way because you've been taught that. But God doesn't hold anything against us. He wants us to be free. He sent his son that we all shall be free. He doesn't want you in bondage. And so allow yourself to go through that. Feel the pain. And, and go about your day. Don't, don't even look like you're going mm-hmm. through anything. Yeah. In reality, there's nothing that any human being can do about it. Right. Nothing at all. Yeah, before I would, I would show it more too so I could like share the burden right. her, you know what I mean yeah. hopefully that like, she would kind of change her own ways like oh I'm bringing a lot of pain maybe I shouldn't do this I think that she, like that's my thought process when I would do that even before it was worse like when I didn't when I didn't know about you yeah. I was way worse with that you know like yeah. either either I would make her heck angry and say like you know don't ever talk to me kind of make her see like oh maybe I should talk to him you know what i mean like kind of reverse psychology stuff yes yeah but that was way worse back then and and but yeah like i said it's getting better and and be still and know god yeah. go through it really right it feel like you're dying it feel like the life is over like the world is just over it's not you're about to live yeah you will and then you get stronger and wiser and patient and it'll just be amazing right so go through that do not reach out don't even let her know that anyone really yeah just yeah. be quiet and go through it. Yeah, that's like, she's like the last really weakness about that. Like, I really don't talk about it with anyone or even yeah. my mom. Yeah. Like, at all, you know, it's just. Because when you really, really, really think about it, no one can do anything about it. And you have told people all your little weakness, all your little vices, and now they out spreading lies about you, thinking that you're the same person and you're not. Mm-hmm. And so, the father will fight your battle for you. Yeah. When you return to the father, he got you. You'll be fine. But you got to die. you got to go through it. Stop. And the mind say, oh, it's not going to work out. Life is not going to be this. You're not going to win this. You're not going to get that. It's not true. It'll become amazing. So go through it. Okay. Are you doing a silent prayer at morning and night? No. When it's something that? Uh, I, I take I, it all back. I try to. I miss here a night here, a day, a morning here. And why? Because, like, sometimes I do wake up a little too late. Like, I've set my alarm at an hour before I had to be there. Right. And sometimes I do snooze it or I wake up a little late and I have to skip it, you know? Well, I would highly yeah. recommend you. No, definitely. I see are you, how old are you? 28. That's millennial, right? Yeah. yeah. Millennials are lazy. Yeah. Like, I, I've never seen you say lazy people. Yeah. They don't want to get up. But the word you say is committed. I got to be committed. You know, yeah. like you've been saying this the past see, couple weeks. first the kingdom of God in his yeah. right way. And it'll be added. Mm-hmm. We need you. We need men to be strong now. Mm-hmm. And only God can make that possible, especially with all this stuff that's, that's happened to the millennials. Yeah. So stay with the prayer. Yeah. Amazing. I see it. I see it. 
Right on. Good to see you again, too. Yeah, right. You guys just drove down today? Uh, uh, Friday, we went to Disneyland, and uh, after this, we're going to go to the Adventure Land. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just taking a little vacation. Did you have fun at Disneyland? Yeah. You did? Yeah. What'd you do? We went on a couple rides. Uh, did you have on a mask? Yeah. Oh, that's no fun. Nice. I'm glad to see you, buddy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Y'all understand about the pain now? You got to go through the pain. I learned the hard way you have to go through the pain. And it has gotten easier and easier and easier. Now, I don't know what tomorrow going to bring. I don't know what the next day going to bring. I may end up crying, right? <laughs> but I am glad for the pain now. I really am because I didn't know what it does it would do for you. I didn't know it will make a, a person out of you. You know, I didn't know you get stronger by going through the pain. Because they be telling you all kind of crap. Oh, this is not going to work. This is that. They're going to think this or that about you. You're going to lose your job. So you're tripping with those thoughts, and you got the pain of being in the thoughts, and you just want to take a drink. <laughs> no wonder the millennials smoke pot. Because that's what a lot of people do. When that pain comes, they get high. But the pain is still there. You just feel like it's gone, but it's, it's not. You got to face it. It's okay to face it. Count it all joy when you're feeling the pain. Tribulations work with patience in your life. You're becoming patient. You're becoming a love. You're becoming closer to the Father. You're really becoming closer to the throne of the Father. Really. So endure the pain. Yes, ma'am. So I had a question about... Um like when before we're born again, when we're in that state, isn't that like the state of like we're judging ourselves, so we're sinning? Like are right. We sinning? So then, when we're born again and we're in that same state, like are we sinning? If you don't overreact and don't judge, just allow yourself to go through it. You're not sinning because you. Oh, what I noticed is that once you're truly born again of the Father, you can't. I couldn't even hate myself for it, the pain that I had. And I had to go through the pain. I couldn't even stop myself from going through the pain. It's like something was directing me to go through it. It wouldn't let me not go through it. And so I couldn't judge myself, and I couldn't run away from the pain. So as long as you're not judging yourself, hating yourself, oh, I'm no good, I'm this, just go through it, quietly go through it without, without an opinion about it at all. Don't call it good or bad or anything. Just go through it. Go about your day, because if you go to one of those experts with uh, degrees, they're going to give you medication. They're going to say, oh, you're depressed. You have a lot of anxiety, when really just your ego is dying. You're blessed. But they'll stop the pain by giving you medication, drug you out, and now you become a drug addict, and you still have the pain. But you got just don't judge it at all. And Satan will try to judge you for it, but it's not true. Every thought is all lies, all the time, about anything. All right? So just don't believe it. Are you taking the pain? Yes. Mm. Mm. No, plan. <laughs> and And so explain to me what it is to be taking the pain. It's to be aware of what's going on inside of myself in that moment and just 
you know, not believing it, but being aware of it. It's just uh -huh. like recognizing, okay, I'm feeling this way. I can see where it's coming from. And in acknowledging it and kind of being aware of it, just recognizing, okay, it, it's not real. Are you able to still go on with your day? Yeah. Even though you're in the pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and most people know about you and your boyfriend, so I can bring that issue up. You know how you crash parties? <laughs> they know now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you mentioned that before, right? What? About crashing the party. Oh, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a party crash. So she mentioned this. This is the only way I can bring this up. She <laughs> talked about it to me. Um, the last time you talked about how they were having a party or something, they didn't invite you, and you invited yourself, right? So next time that happens, that's why I want to use it because you've spoken up about it. The next time that happens, Satan tell you, oh, they're having a party, they didn't invite you, right? And Satan say, oh, you know what, bake a cake and act like you just want to drop it off. <laughs> oh, buy some wine, take, here, here's a bottle of wine, and see if they invite you. Just stay, right? Don't do that. And then when you don't do it, he's going to give you all kind of ideas, and then now you got to feel all these things about it. Oh, I should go, I shouldn't, I should go. Don't go. Don't do anything that the mind is telling you, no matter how great the pain is, just stay home and suffer through it, or go to work or whatever's going on. It's going to blow your mind. You'll see that the Father's with you. Don't get drawn, don't run away from it. Allow yourself to feel that pain. And then once the pain is gone, get drunk. <laughs> At least you're not running from the pain, you know what I'm saying? And then you're drinking moderation. Yeah. Because most people don't drink in moderation because they're trying to cover up the pain. They're trying to feel better. But if you're not trying to run away from the pain, you're drinking moder wine in moderation. Yeah. All right? Or whatever you drink. I don't even know if you drink or not. Mm. But so that makes sense? Yeah, I'm actually trying to apply it to like a part of my life. Like I want to get up early and go to the gym. And I don't. I always like stay in bed. And I think that. I don't endure the pain in those circumstances because I give in to the thoughts of, like, I'm tired. I want to That's right. It, let's say you know you, go, you want to go to the gym tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. You want to get up at 5. And as soon as you open your eyes, they're going to say, oh, it's too early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're going to be like, no, say it's not too early. And you're like, yes, it is. And then all of a sudden you feel tired. Mm -hmm. You feel like you can just wait. Say, say wait until after work today. And you say, okay. Don't do that. Feel the, let those thoughts be there because you can't make them leave. They will leave. And you feel the, the, uh, the lack of energy. Get up and go anyway. And once you start working out, a great energy will come. And I'm telling you, and you're getting further and further away from the devil, his voice, and you'll be, find yourself in the world but not of it. And then one day he'll tell you, oh, don't go. And you just get up and go anyway, and you'll be surprised. Wow, I used to give in to that. I used to be affected by that thought. I'm no longer affected by it. And you will see that your whole world is changing. That's a good one. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. You got to stop listening to the lie. If you, stop, if you were able to stop listening to the thoughts right now, you'd be free just like that right now. But you can't do it because it's a spiritual thing. That's why you must do the silent prayer. So God can fight the battle for you. And Satan doesn't want you to do it, so he'll tell you, oh, don't, don't do it today. You can do it tonight. You can do it while you're driving to work. He the last thing he wants you to do is to grow in silence. He wants you busy. 
He wants you hooping and hollering. He wants you quoting the scriptures. He doesn't want you to be still because the Father got you when you be still. Satan got you when you're overreacting. Uh, I'll come back to you. I want to take that. Did I see your hand? Okay, over there. Um, I think what you're saying about taking the pain is, is is exactly right. The thing I'd emphasize is just the sooner the better, because if you let time pass, it only gets harder. And what happens is the challenges as you go on in life get bigger. And yeah. if you haven't formed your character with the small things and done those right when they were really small, you're not going to suddenly become tough and courageous when you're dealing with, like, real big things. That's right. And, I mean, Absolutely. I was fortunate because I started doing it when I was in middle school. And, like, what, what do you have to deal with when you're in middle school? Like, not that much. <laughs> right. But you have some stuff. And if you start dealing with it then, you develop a habit of character, of learning to draw from the right source of energy instead of anger. And as you kind of move through life, you just kind of, like, keep getting able to deal with it. But if you just wait... Um, and continue to cover up the pain, it, it probably will never come. Yeah. And it will be very hard to break that cycle. So I would just encourage people, the sooner you start doing it, the better, because it will not get easier and it will get worse. 100%. That's why I say you got to deal with those little things so that it, it gives you the strength to deal with the big things when they do come. And big things will come. The only way big things doesn't come is that you just become a bum. And don't do nothing, anything in life, but still, it's hard being a bum. Because <laughs> you're going to be depressed being a bum, right? You're going to get mad at the folk when they don't give you money. <laughs> uh, or, 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 or somebody cuts you out, right? He is so right. I would suggest, let's say that, you know how some of you fight amongst each other? Right after the meeting, somebody may say something to one another, and you get mad. Take that pain. Don't get mad. Or if you feel mad, Allow yourself to be mad, but don't turn on the person. They don't know. You needed that. That's what you, that's that little thing you need, an example of it, that you need to overcome. And it's making you stronger in life. And don't go out saying, oh, Sally told me, I need to meditate. Or I need to observate. And she don't know what she's talking about. I'm not going to have anything else to do with her. You're not going to grow. That's that very little thing you should allow yourself to go through because if it wasn't in you to get mad, whatever Sally said would have made you mad. So deal with the little thing, you grow into big things. That makes sense. You got to take the pain. No pain, no gain. You got to endure. Amazing. Start right away enduring because things happen all the time. And you find yourself wanting to overreact. Don't. Go through it. You're overcoming. Yes, sir. Anything else? Yes, sir. You know, what I realized uh, about, I was listening to the radio, and this, this guy was on the radio. He had serious anxiety. And, he's, and he kept telling the other person who he was talking to, well, you know, the drugs, the medication doesn't help. You don't realize the medication doesn't help. Uh, you know, uh, the anxiety. And, uh, you know, we all know what that is like. You know, that's the thoughts and things like that. And so recently, the same thing happened to me. Thoughts came on, on me real, really, really hard. And, you know, even, no matter praying or anything, I had to endure it. I had to take the pain. Yeah. And, you know, w- what I realized about it is that I wasn't wrestling with my mind 
the thoughts and the arguments. I'm not wrestling with that. I'm wrestling. I'm fighting a spirit. It was actually a spirit that was attacking me. And so people think you, those sounds and the voice that you hear in your head is, your, is you or, you know, your adversary. It's actually a spirit. And you can't, you can't fight a spirit. Yeah. Only he can fight a spirit. And so once I realized that, I was able to relax and, and endure it because uh, we were wrestling against the spirit, not against our thoughts and imagination. So, Another example is a lot of folks are getting these notices, whether you've been told, oh, you're going to lose your job if you don't take the vaccination, the vaccine thing, right? So right away, a lot of seniors say, oh, you're going to lose your job. You better do something right away. You better get a, a preaching note or whatever they say you need, an exemption note. And the people start freaking out rather than realize I still have my job. But Satan telling them you're going to lose it. And so you're bringing more attention to yourself than you need to because things can change just like that for you. But if you overreact and bring attention to yourself, you can cause yourself to get fired. Because the people are going to see that you're afraid and they live off your fear. You give, you give them power when you are afraid. But if you just, you haven't lost a job, you still have the job. It's like what he was saying about his father. His father been worried until they say, oh, by September you're out of here, right? So he worried from May to September, for that time, I don't know what month. And then so September came and he didn't lose the job. He got a lot of anxiety. And then they said, well, December you got to go. Now he got to worry until December. <laughs> but if he didn't worry, not believe those thoughts, he'll be fine. Whatever happened, going to be fine. Satan wants to destroy you. All thoughts are all lies all the time. But you got to endure the pain. I'm glad we had to talk about the pain. Because I, that pain, I've had that pain so so over the years. You know, it got way, 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 way better. That I would say, you know what, Lord, whatever. <laughs> I got to go through this, I guess. Just give me the strength and do it. Because I knew I couldn't do it on my own. So I had to just drag myself through it. And it was amazing. I'm glad I went through it. I really am glad I went through it. But I didn't know that you had to go through that. I never heard anyone say that. But you do. And I think a lot of people think that when they return to the Father that there's no more suffering. It's all over. That's not true. That's when it began, but you do have the Father with you, and you'll be fine. All right? Um, any other questions about that? Yes. I just realized when you were talking about it that that's exactly what Jesus did. Like, God took him out into the wilderness for 40 days where he had to let his ego die. Yeah. Where he was just still, and then Satan gave him these ideas about doing it right now and making himself king. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it because he was still, he could handle that. And then yeah. he was ready at the end for when he had to die because he'd taken care of. So God like trained him almost to, you know. Absolutely, man. That's deep. Yeah. You got, so did you know about this pain before right now that you had to do that? I, you said it a lot before and, I, and, I, and, and I've heard it, but for some reason today, it, I heard it differently. I don't know why. It's just, it really sunk in today. Like, yeah, I got to stop escaping the pain and just... Take it. Yeah. Take it better. I, uh, I'm, what it is, because I've been talking to so many people over the years and now even more around the world, 
they all pretty much have the same complaint. You know what? I'm afraid of, now that I stand up, I'm afraid of losing my husband or losing my wife or losing my job. And I can see, but I'm like, you got to endure that pain, though. Because being afraid of losing that means that it's more important to you than what's right. It's more important to you than God. And we cannot love anything or anyone or anything anyhow more than God. Love God with all our heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. And our neighbors are himself, right? And so I'm telling them, okay, endure the pain of losing it. That meant that it's your God. And it's too important. And if you lose it, you're going to be fine anyway. You never really had anything. Never had it. And so I'm telling them to endure that because it's a sign that something else means more important to you than what is right. And so I think a lot of people started, some people started to catch on to it now because they have never been told you had to endure all that. But you got to endure it. So endure it, folks. Any question about that? No, no, it makes perfect sense. So when you have to correct your wife or your kids or something, and you're afraid that they may get mad and not want to talk to you, instead of holding back, correct the family. And if they get mad and leave, fine. At least you'll have peace. Because you'll be with the Father. Yeah. All right. Yes, Raymond. Then I, I can't believe this time is up already. Look what time is it. What the? Jesse, what you tell, uh, say about many black, uh, blacks don't care, uh, care what they do or becoming more and more narcissistic, as you say, it reminds me of, an, uh, of what happened in uh, times of ancient Rome. Whenever their enemies are at the gate, Rome would dispense them, uh, throw away democracy, and choose a man to rule over uh, over them and become a uh, become a dictator. And this is exactly why I'm afraid it's going to happen in this country. People are running away from from the responsibilities of freedom and ask uh, once leave um, once leaders to take over um, over them. And yeah, this does, uh, seems like they um, they don't want to uh, face the responsibility that, that's freedom. What it is, I don't think they know. I think that they've been so brainwashed and dumbed down with the welfare, dependent, relying on the welfare, and then not having fathers and mothers together to show them examples, uh, and then not being corrected along the way over the years. I don't think they realize that they are being controlled, deliberately being controlled, being set up. Because if you notice, the government, it seemed that all they want to do is get rid of the police. It's not like they want to get rid of the people that causing the problem. They want to get rid of the people that would stop the problem. And so that's another sign that the government wants they want you to be out of it. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be crazy so that they can have power and wealth. They are not doing, if you really, 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 really think about it, they're not doing anything, especially in the inner cities. And then they're trying to destroy the suburbs too. But they're not doing anything to try to repair the problem. So the people went around the country saying, uh, defund the police, right? While at the same time they say, let the criminals out of jail. That doesn't make sense. And people fell for it, and what did they do? They defunded the police. And look at everything now. 
But I just don't, I think the black people don't know that they are being controlled. I just can't see them doing this knowing what's happening. And this has been in the making for a long time. It didn't just start last night. It's been this socialism stuff, and I'm just learning about it. It's been in the making for a long time. It's just now, it seems to come to a head, and it's just going out of control. But we still can stop it when we overcome fear. Speaking up, they don't even want you to speak up because there's power in speaking up about it and saying no to these people. But if you say nothing, then there's nothing to stop them. You know what I mean? So you got to endure, endure. So I got to ask my, ask my biblical question real fast because the time is already up. That's amazing. Um, do you have a heart of love? I mean, do you have a heart of stone or a heart of love? Mark. Love. Why do you say you have a heart of love? You said love, right? Yes. Why do you say love? Um, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier. It's after you wake up, it's not like those things go away. Uh, thoughts and pain. But there's a difference. I feel a significant difference between being like, you know, dragged by a truck through the pain where I have nothing. And um, I have like a sword and I can... You know, metaphorically speaking, I don't fight back with like anger or stuff like that, but I can see what's going on and I can just um, accept things. Even if I don't understand exactly why or whatever these thoughts are happening, I can just be like, who am I to not go through something? I remember one time somebody said, where somebody throws a brick through your window, you don't even know who it was, why you did it. And you said, who are you not to have a brick thrown through your window? Yeah. You know, it's like. I just have the, I don't want to say the ability, but the capacity to uh, let things be. And if someone stole something, they stole something from me. You know what I mean? Had you thought about this before it became a biblical question? If you had a heart of stone or love? Not exactly those words, but I, I, um, I always used to think about, am I born again? Am I not? Am I there? Am I not? Thought about that Are you doing a silent prayer every day, every night? Yes. Every every day, every yes. night. Every morning, every night. Every morning, every night. Every morning, every, every night. morning, every right night. Ermis, a heart of stone or a heart of love? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm not sure. And why are you sure? Because I don't think, uh, I think the Bible says that only God knows a man's heart. So I don't really, I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's ask Doug. Doug, heart of stone, heart of love. I'm going to have to say love. That's all I can guess, huh? <laughs> well, I'll take love. <laughs> what the? Why do you say love? That was a real question. Um, and, and these questions are, you don't get an A, you don't get a B. It's really for self-examination. Know thyself. Really, know thyself. Because I, I deal with things totally different than I ever used to deal with things. I used to be really quick to react. Anger. Um, but I don't, I don't anymore. And 
I, before, I would have been totally worried about my job and this whole mandate thing. I mean, I'd have been out of my mind worried. It hasn't bothered me at all. I have, you know, they didn't even know until like seven days before the deadline. <laughs> so before I, you know, maybe I would have been, I, I for sure would have been that person who overly spoke up and got myself in trouble. You know, I'm going to speak up and just done something dumb. But okay, this is, this is uh, easy. Amazing. Uh, Ed, heart of stone, heart of love. I can't wait to hear this one. Oh, I'd like to. I'd like to think that I have a heart of love. Well, I'm sorry. That's not going to make you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I like to think it too. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I agree with Doug. Only God knows a man's. Doug didn't heart. say that. Irma said that. Say again. Irma said that. Okay, Irma's. Doug okay, had like, another one. He okay. would like to think so. I'd like to oh. think that I have a heart of love. So you don't know if you have a heart of stone or heart of love? I would say a heart of love. Another guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I take love. Why do you say you have a heart of love? I guess because I'm yearning towards that. You're yearning toward a heart of love? Yes. So you don't have it yet? I have that proclivity. Uh, that's yeah. a big word. <laughs> <laughs> Joel never did that. <laughs> proclivity. Yeah, black guy knows Can words. you spell it? Those big words. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anything uh, else? I accept your proclivity. <laughs> Oh, can I add something else? Can I add something else, too? There was a guy on the radio show. I was at work listening to you, and this man asked you, what is your definition of success? And I loved your answer. Loved it. Because you said it was, uh, some people call it nirvana, but you called it, um, I guess, being in, being in the light. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, there's nothing else but that. There's nothing else but that. Heart of stone or heart of love? Um, I'm going to be honest, I think I got a heart of stone. And, and why do you say a heart of stone? I don't know. I just, I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I, between the two, I think that's that's where I lean right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right um, yeah. Well, at least one honest person in the house. <laughs> heart of stone or heart of love? I declined to answer. <laughs> <laughs> you declined to answer? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> heart of stone or heart of love? My little friend there, yeah. I think heart of stone for right now. <laughs> you have a heart of stone? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have a heart of stone? Why you say a heart of stone? Um, I think I still have like anger. You what? I still have anger. Yeah. But I can now like kind of see like other people getting angry or when I'm getting angry, and I try to calm down. Right on, amazing. She's absolutely right. One hundred percent correct. 
if you had a heart of love, you would have no anger at no time, anytime. Because a heart of love does not judge, does not overreact, does not put itself above others. It just deal. Because that is of God. And if you have anger, you have a heart of stone. Because that's of Satan. But when you're born of the Father, he would take that spirit away from you, and you cannot overreact. You cannot, and the only way you overreact anyway, because you judge yourself or other people, right? But you can't judge when you have love. Love don't judge, because it discerns, it sees what's going on, but it doesn't hate. So overcome the anger, you will have a heart of love. And God wants you to have a, he even said, I will remove the heart of stone. So it's not like something he wants you to have. I will remove the heart of stone and replace it with love. All right? Ain't that nice? So it's just for self-examination. That's all. Know thyself. Know thyself. Thank you. You had the right answer. Listen to the child, the children. The children. Right on. She stopped that real fast. I like that. Thank you. Brand new biblical question. What is it, Nick? Do you walk in the spirit? Do you walk in the spirit? God said walk in the spirit. Do you walk in the spirit? Did you raise your hand? No, I don't walk in the spirit. Oh, I thought you were about to lie. <laughs> no plan. No, I don't walk in the spirit. You don't. I mean, hey, do you walk in the spirit? <laughs> what? What'd you say? Uh, <laughs> decline to answer? Yeah, I decline to answer. What a beta. <laughs> Amazing. CJ, you walk in the spirit? Oh, hold on a minute there. I'm going to say no. You don't? Why you say no? Because I got to be honest. Like, I don't think so. And, and why? Uh, just reflecting on my actions, I don't think that that would be accurate. Oh, okay. Amazing. Scott, you walk in the spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. And why do you say yes? Um... I'm committed to doing the right thing, and I go through what I need to do to be able to do it. Amazing. Let me ask Chris. Chris loves his whiteness. Chris is the only guy I know that is proud of white privilege and, and ain't afraid to say it. Are you walking in the spirit? Yes. And what, see? And, <laughs> all the privilege. <laughs> it is a privilege to walk in the spirit, I have to say. That's right. And why do you say you are walking in the spirit? Uh, I would say similar to what uh, Scott Scott was it is his name? Um, Scott. Yeah, that I do the right thing, but also that I can. When you walk in the spirit, you know you're you're sort of led led by God, and you can see see what's in front of you, and see see what's going on, and I can. I can see what's going on. Okay. Well, that's a biblical question for next week. I got to end this. Um, think about what you heard today, folks. You got to endure the pain. Don't get high. Don't get, when you're going through it, 
Go through it, and if you got to get high, get high later, right? Because you want the ego to die. You don't want anything. Don't reach outside for anything, any help or anything about that. Because there's nothing that anyone can do about it. It's all spiritual. And the beauty is once you return to the Father, you now have him inside, the Spirit of God. You have God, the Holy Spirit, and Christ to help to fight the battle for you. You can't fight it. So stop running. And go about your day. Don't look like you're going. It's, it's like fasting. You know how people tell you to fast and you're supposed to not look like you're fasting? Wash your face, go about your day. Same thing. Just go about your day. Have the best attitude you can. Be grateful and you'll be fine. If you feel like you're dying, you're not. And don't believe anything that Satan tells you that you should do or that will happen. There's no truth. And thoughts, zero truth. And thoughts, zero. All lies, all the time. So do the silent prayer, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. Morning and night, he said, get up early and pray. All right, so get up early, around six or so, for those who get up a little later. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. This Thursday night, it's the first Thursday of the month, so we'll have an immense form this Thursday night. At 7 p.m. for men only. I have a monthly form. Also, uh, the latest form is the third Thursday night of the month. And don't forget to tune into the radio. And some people don't donate. I want to remind you, if you're getting help, you're supposed to give it back so we can help others, all right? So donate. Make sure you donate. And thank you all for donating to uh, what we're doing here. We are looking for a front office person. Someone that can run an office, you know, accounting and all that kind of stuff, all right? Full-time position. If you're interested, see your uh, resume to bond at bondinfo.org. Bond at bondinfo.org. All right? Yes, sir, Miss? Oh, yeah, we have a matching grant. I mentioned on the radio that some people don't give. And when I said that, one man in Indiana realized he had not been given. He's been helped, but he has not been given back. So he did, he has, he gave, uh, his offer a matching grant of a thousand dollars. He'll match it up to a thousand dollars. And so help us get there with the matching grant. Go to rebuildingtheman.com slash donate. Rebuildingtheman.com slash donate. And what else? Last thing. So Nick is willing to train an intern to learn the producing job. Uh, because he will become a host this, when we come back next year. He have his own show, and we need someone to become the producer of the Jesse Peterson show. It's a lot of work. I put a lot of pressure on you, right, Nick? No. Oh, good. No pressure, but it's a lot of work, a lot to do. So if you're interested, send Nick a note at producer at jessaleepeterson dot com. Producer at jessaleepeterson dot com. All right. So thank you all for tuning in. Amazing meeting today. Thank you all so much.